who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. First of all, you got to get the names right. Okay. You get your names right say. for all these stats well, you do? first you of all, right? you know, Anthony wants the big, everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> five. Five would do. Just give me a starting five. What do you, what do you think, like, Okay, you know? okay. All right, stop the shenanigans. <laughs> all of a sudden. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Matter of Stats podcast. Billy, Kobe, and Anthony are with you once again. Fellas, how you doing? What's happening? What's going on, boys? You know, just another week. Um, but I'm, I'm back and ready to go, so let's jump right into this week's sports headlines. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were at the Dodgers game last week. I totally I was, forgot about that. <laughs> I was. It was a lot of fun. I didn't realize, you know, COVID inflation, prices are pretty high. But, hey, had a good time. <laughs> Go Angels. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. Slow down. Uh, okay, this week's headlines. In case you didn't see what happened last week, the Golden State Warriors won the NBA championship. They defeated the Boston Celtics, thankfully. And Kobe's boy, Steph Curry, won his first NBA Finals MVP. Mm. Just edging out Andre Iguodala again. No, just kidding. <laughs> The, the Mavs acquired Christian Wood from the Rockets last week for the 27th pick in this Thursday's NBA draft and a couple expiring contracts, Boban and uh, Trey Burke. The Angels, Billy, third baseman Anthony Rendon, once again will miss the rest of the season. He is having surgery on his right wrist. I think this is the second time he's uh, gotten hurt and couldn't finish the season since being an Angel. Yep, that's correct. Warriors assistant Kenny Atkinson, who was going to be the head coach of the Hornets, has decided he will stay as an assistant with Golden State. He changed his mind over the weekend and some champagne celebrations, apparently. Didn't even know you could do that. Uh, well, apparently he didn't, didn't sign on the dotted line yet. Ask, ask Josh McDaniel. You can do that. <laughs> yes, there, there's, there's a 10-day there's a uh, backout period. Uh, the Lakers are filling their coaching staff. They actually made are making a slew of coaching moves. A slew? <laughs> yes. Uh, they're hiring Chris Gent. He's going to be Ham's lead assistant. So Gent was an assistant with Ham in Atlanta. Uh, Gent also has ties to LeBron as he was the assistants in Cleveland when LeBron was there. Mm. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> They're also hiring Bucks assistant video coordinator Skyler Rimmer to be part guess. of the coaching staff. Guess. He does he videos LeBron's workouts. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he has he has ties, of course, um, you know, with Ham in Atlanta as well. He Jesus. he was he was there in Atlanta, and then obviously he's got the connection, you know, to Ham with uh, Milwaukee. And then they're hiring the Nets assistant coach Jordan Ott. So Ott was um, was also a video coordinator in Atlanta before joining the Nets. So he worked alongside Ham when Ham and Gent were both assistants in Atlanta. Um, so the coaching staff kind of filling out. We'll we'll touch a little bit on that later. And our final headline: Rob Gronkowski is announcing his retirement from the NFL again. He previously retired, I think, what in 2019. And then came back to play a couple years with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. 
In his 11-year career, the future Hall of Famer has 9,286 receiving yards, 92 total touchdowns, and won four Super Bowls. That's our headlines, boys. Cool. Congratulations to Gronk and, uh, you know, wishing the best in his half of your retirement. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm sad for my NFLB team, the Bucks. you know. Uh, I thought Gronk was going to make another run with the GOAT Tom Brady, but I guess not. Since since when are they your B team? Since when do you have an NFLB team? Oh, man, I've had an NFLB team, man. All the way back to – to Madden, man, uh, back in 2000. Get this guy. I know. Okay, Billy. I, I used to play. In hold on, fairness. Hold on. Okay, so I used to play with the Bucks. I used to play with Keyshawn Johnson back then. And you can ask my boy Patrick Brizuela. I'll have to bring him on the pod if you guys keep messing around. That he was my that, – that that team, the Bucks were my B team, man. Stay out of my way. Okay. So, well, so, you're, like gonna... Anthony, so you're playing Keyshawn Madden. Keyshawn Johnson, Warren Sapp. Uh, who was their who was their QB? Brad Brad Johnson, I think it was. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. I know, I yeah. know my, I know my squad. My that's my okay. B team right there. Panthers. Okay. So you based your NFL team yeah. on Madden, like Anthony does his two K. Yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, Funny Billy. <laughs> I, I was gonna I was gonna cut Kobe a little bit of slack because, in fairness, his A team's like a D team, so. <laughs> I'm surprised he actually knew who Brad Johnson was. Anthony, <laughs> Anthony, you remember we used to play Turkey Bowl back then? And I was always saying, what? Someone defend me. I'm Keyshawn Johnson out here, you know? Come on. You yeah, remember that. I know. You were saying it. Yeah, you were saying it. I didn't say you were you playing it. You never beat us on Turkey Bowl. You never beat us on Turkey Bowl. Come on. We have to save that for another day. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't have time to set the record straight on that. <laughs> I, I have to go and defend my ass in Turkey. Anthony, Bowl. Anthony can never guard anybody out there. They just know that. Everyone just know that. Okay. Well, I still managed to score. <laughs> All right. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, moving right along. So let's get into some uh, Laker topics this week. So before I ask you guys the, the question, the topic, I just wanted to recap a little bit more on the coaching staff. So, so, so far, do you like what Ham is doing? Kind of bringing in a lot of specialists, right? Assuming that she comes aboard for the quote unquote toughness Mm -hmm. and you've got Gent, who's the shooting guru. You've got, you know, Rimmer who, you know, is a little more the background guy, right? The the, the background work. You got Handy who's, uh, you know, all encompasses player development. And now you're going to bring on uh, Ott, who's supposed to be sort of like a specialist. Do you like the way he's putting the staff together? I like it. I mean, I, I, I personally just like the fact that he's able to choose his own staff. So, they're, you know, being that you're choosing your own staff, that means they're going to work better together. You know, I guess Ott's going to be more uh, – he's getting a higher role in the Lakers than he had on the Nets. So, uh, which I just read, you know, probably like five minutes before we even started this. Um, I like it. I just like the fact personally that I I don't know a lot of these guys experience wise and all that, but I like the fact that he's able to choose his own guys and hopefully, you know, they're able to gel and get on the same page and maybe, you know, get these guys to play how they want them to play and the systems they want them to play in. Mm -hmm. Kobe. Well, yeah, Billy, I, I do agree with you on that. But, you know, 
didn't we just talk about this a couple of weeks ago where the whole Luke Walton experience, you know, went, you know, went south, uh, Anthony, I think you, you have brought it up that, you know, he got to choose his own staff and, uh, you know, where's the head coaching experience at this point, you know, and I know, I know <laughs> Anthony's going to bring that up and I probably yep. was thunder, but, uh, we, we still don't have a coach. I thought Quinn Snyder might've been kind of in that mix as far as like, you know, bringing on an assistant that has head coaching experience. So, um, you know, as far as putting the pieces together in theory, I think it does work. It, it looks like a good plan, but again, you know, like Anthony said a couple of weeks ago, the, the whole Luke Walton experience didn't quite work out in our favor. Well, and here we are again. So, well, we hired Luke off of what the Warriors did. Right. And, you know, he took over X amount of games when Kerr was out and, you know, hurt or whatever, but, you know, look at the, what the teams, the Warriors had at that time, you know, they, they were already meshed together. They were gelled. They were they were already cohesive unit. You know the Lakers. Yeah, bunch of draft picks. other Lakers are basically rebuilding almost every year. So with a bunch of number one picks, those guys were already playing together. And we brought in Luke saying, "Oh, hey, you know he's doing great over there." Well, yeah, because those guys already knew what to do. They didn't really. They pretty much did it themselves. So mm. you give a little credit. But at the same time, you brought him in a situation where, you know, you're getting almost rebuilding a, a roster every year. Bunch of number two picks. So they went off of that and it didn't work out, right? So, and you let Vogel come in. We got a championship, but we all, you know, we all disagree on certain things on how that happened. But, um, you know, the Lakers picked his assistants. I, you know, there's still the whole kid thing that I'm going to, you know, that I think would have happened. But uh, now, I think, yeah, you let this guy come in, you let him pick a staff where he's more comfortable and let it ride and see what happens. Can we just acknowledge what I just like kind of threw out there for a second? Uh, that no, that, no. That, the war, that the Warriors were a bunch of draft picks. And then now we have Lakers, which are a bunch of number one picks. And that, you know, the last couple of years with Frank Vogel and all that, we had a bunch of number two picks and we couldn't make it work like <laughs> That's kind of significant, don't you think? Anthony, you go ahead. Take the floor. Well, okay, look, I think there's well, there's you're throwing a lot of different things on the dartboard here. First of all, mm. when when Luke took over, we had a very young, raw, inexperienced team. But from the coaching aspect of it, just talk about the coaching. Yeah, he he picked his own staff, but the problem is he brought in a bunch of his buddies that had zero coaching experience, zero NBA coach. And that's why when they hired Vogel. They said, look, we're not going to let that happen again. We're not going to let you just bring in a bunch of guys who don't have any experience, so we're going to help you put a staff together. Right? I don't, so, think, but I don't think Volk would have done that, though. Well, you're I right. Think. No, he, he may not have, but I'm just saying that that's how that happened. It, they left that sour taste in their mouth because Luke Walton so, didn't bring in any experienced coaches. Now, well, you're right. And, and, and Vogel was, but Vogel was a coach in the league for a few years at that point. Why would they think he would do that, though? Why would exactly. we just? No, I'm not, I'm why would saying, we take control of that situation and say, you know what, we don't like what Luke Walton did. We're going to pick your staff. Why would they do that? Exactly. That's well, what I, no, I think I think the process was they wanted to work with Vogel and bring in and make sure that he had a, a very experienced staff. They didn't want to go. They didn't want to take any chances yeah. and go through the same risk. Because remember, Kid was hired first as the assistant. Remember. And that mm-hmm. was part, that was part of the issue is whoever was taking the job was going to inherit Jason Kidd because I think to what Billy is saying is probably true. I think the master plan was that they wanted Kidd to eventually take over 
then they should have just hired Kid at the as the head coach in the first. Yeah, but you know, Kid, but Kid, uh, but Kid was coming off you know a situation where it didn't it didn't end well in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, it didn't it didn't end well in <laughs> Milwaukee. He had some off the court issues, so you bring him on as the assistant. You you kind of you know you you slow speed that up, which but I think was ha- great. Prob- it, it, yes. it ultimately was great for him. I think. Well, I think it would have worked out the way we planned. The problem is Vogel won a championship, and that <laughs> screwed up the plan. <laughs> uh, well, oh, that's, whoa. that's that's what happened. That's what happened. But I think in this instance, just to get back to the, the current situation, you, you're right. I would like to see and at least one coach with actual head coaching experience, but independent. Like this is totally different from Walton because at least he's hiring guys that have legitimate. NBA coaching experience that have yeah. been coaching on sidelines for a long time. Exactly. And they're familiar and comfortable with him, which obviously, you know, in theory, yeah, you can make the argument that so was Luke, but he was hired. Like they were like his, his high school college buddies, right? These are guys that are professionals that have worked, uh, you know, independently and together on, on different teams. Well, What's just, interesting, just, just on a side note, not to cut you off, but can't can't the same argument be made? And maybe it, this is a whole genie bus thing too, where you know Luke 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 is a guy that has won championships. He's been around the league. Bill Bill Walton was his father, who's won championships. You know, can't you argue that Luke did have it, that kind of experience? And you know, don't you trust his opinion and his mindset in that? Well, and maybe they did, and then it, and it backfired, right? Maybe they were like, "Look, we love Luke. He's like a prodigal son here. He's, a, you know, like you said, he's a that he thinks is going to be really progressive, but mm-hmm. it didn't work." So, yeah. but what's interesting to me is so there's only three front of the bench positions. Like, so the way it works is you can have as many assistants as you want. Like Golden State's got like twelve of them, right? You look by, behind the bench. There's like fourteen guys in you know in in like the the semi turtleneck shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but only three are actually considered front of the bench position. So Gent is reportedly going to be the lead assistant. Yeah. So, and you would think that Phil Handy would probably have one of the other spots. Uh, Miles Simon, who actually came on board around the Luke Walton time. Yeah. Remember Miles it, Simon? It, he's, he didn't get let go. He's still here. He's coached summer league. He's coached the G league team. So they yeah. kept him around. Um, but my point is if, if you've got Gent and Handy, Everybody you're going to hire now is going to be back of the bench. And, and you know me, I am an advocate of, I like the, the Golden State Dallas Maverick philosophy of, you know, as many, you know, have as many smart guys in the room as possible, right? Both those teams have lots of assistant coaches. Oh, so now, I have now no the problem Warriors with are in that. that group. Now the Warriors are in that group. Well, no, we talked, we talked about this week, weeks ago about, you know, smart guys in the room, right? The brain trust, like the Warriors. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It wasn't the Warriors. It was uh, Dallas that wasn't in that room, but now they're in the room. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying the Warriors ha- – I'm just giving you an example of teams that have a lot of coaches. So I don't think – my point is it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal to have eight or nine mm-hmm. coaches. I don't think it's like you get to this point where the Lakers have assistant coaches and now you can't bring anybody else in. So maybe maybe they still can bring another um, you know, former head coach if he's willing to take a, a, you know, a quote-unquote back seat role. So we'll see, but – I do like the fact that at least he seems to be bringing in guys that are established to a certain extent and fill specific roles, like have specific strengths to help run my offense, help run my defense, turn AD into a guy that can make shots outside of five feet again, you know, things of that nature. So, 
Well, I'm just wondering how established these guys are because you didn't even know how to pronounce Rimmer's first name a second ago. So is that guy really established? Well, he's been around a while. He's a video coordinator. Spolstra started as video coordinator. Worked out for him. Oh my God, he's this guy bringing bringing out the uh, bringing out the exceptions and not the rules. Come on, man. I'm just saying, video coordinators do work yeah. too. So who Billy, knows? Billy, Billy. In two months' time, two months into the season, this guy will want to fire that guy, Rimmer. Right? Maybe. But but he's not he's not coming in he's to be the lead assistant. Right now. He's yeah, but right he's now. not coming in to be a lead assistant. He's he's he's, he's going to have a you know a behind the bench role. So whatever, let you know. Let's like I said, I still would they're like just, to see just, just a, a, a head coach, a head coach assistant. What what did you say? What did you say? Rimmer's specialty was. Well, you know, he was a video coordinator. I don't think he's got a. I don't know if he's got a, a high <laughs> strength. Who just sit there and take stats? Or I mean. No, he was. If you if you read the little bio on him, right, his little, the little clip that they were showing today was, you know, he was the guy that would work that he would work one on one with Giannis, right? He would bang in the post with Giannis because he's a six ten former, uh, yeah. you know, all you know, he's got, all pro played at Florida. And I and I'm not doubting that. And either. I thought and I thought Sheed was supposed to work with the bigs. I'm well, not... Sheed might be, but Sheed's what forty. <laughs> Look, uh, yeah, and and that's a good point. And I'm not doubting that he's not, uh, you know, um, a competent uh, coach. But the fact of the matter is, is uh, Anthony, you know, you want you want people that are going to be able to uh, be be good coaches for the Lakers. And right now, this guy's just a video coordinator, and you're just going to use him as a scapegoat in three months. And I know that that's coming. I can already see it. I can feel it. Yeah. I know. Feel that coming. That AD is not the player he is because of this guy Skyler Rimmer that we brought on. Well, mm-hmm. there's lots of factors. If AD doesn't get his crap together, it's not going to be all on the coaching staff. There's just a no. lot of it. A lot of oh, it's on can, AD. Can it come out of your mouth? Can you say it? Let me let me see. What, well, say it. When, what, what, when have I not been critical on a player if they haven't played well? Come on, Anthony. Hey, Kobe, you got to remember, Anthony wants perfection, no mistakes. <laughs> It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. But if you strive for greatness, then at least maybe you'll come close. Next topic. Anyways, let's let's keep let's keep let's keep it rolling. You guys are you guys are too too critical. This is the best time of the year. This is exciting. We're let's keep critical. it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Let's We're keep trying it rolling. to be Anthony for once. We're trying to play devil's advocate. We're I know, but this this is the most important time of the year. This is free agency coming up. We got you know this. We got a lot of action happening. Oh, I'm so excited! Holy shit! You should be. Nikes. You should oh, be excited. Nikes. So with that in mind, the question I wanted to ask you guys, if if we don't move Russ, right? We we know we know that he's gonna exercise his option. Kendrick Nunn exercised his option earlier, not a surprise, five million dollars. So, you know, that's not a big deal. We know Russ is gonna exercise his forty seven million dollar option between now and the end of the month when he has to do it. As he so should. as of course, yeah. Yeah, like you wouldn't turn down forty seven million, of course not. But if he's on this team, can this team win a championship with him? And what does that roster have to look like, you know, in, you know, in a simple sense for that to happen? Anybody can go first. Kobe? (laughs) Well, uh, I'm assuming that you're asking if we can win a championship with Russ being a key factor. Right. I'm just saying if he is, if he is a Laker all season next year, can can you win with Russ? Is it possible or is it just impossible? Like it just can't work no matter what it can't work. Well, I mean, obviously guys have won championships, you know, just simply by being on a team. So like, didn't we win a couple with Adam Morrison? 
But I'm saying Russ has never won a championship on any of the previous teams he's been on. <laughs> no, 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 I know. I understand that. But your question was, can we win a championship with Russell on the team? Well, yeah, we could if he sat on the bench. I mean, what, what are you asking here? Well, is, so I'm, I'm asking you, yeah, is it possible? Like, what's his role? Like, do you think, yes, it can happen well, only if he takes a bench spot? Only if he, he made he made it to the NBA Finals. I mean. Okay, so so I'll say this then. Look. If you listen back to the beginning of last season when we were doing our predictions, the, the ones that Anthony made us do, uh, I had predicted that Russ would lead the Lakers in scoring with 24 points a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, I was way wrong on that. He only averaged, what, eight, 18 points, 18 and a half points a, a game, I think, this this yeah. year. Yeah. Which was, which was almost a career low for him. Uh, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> here's the thing. What, what became quickly apparent to me was that he was really going to have to defer to the other scores on the team and really focus more on passing and rebounding. We talked about that. We talked about that on the pod. I said the same thing. Which is uh, what he tried to do. Obviously, it wasn't working for him. Well, and so to me, it wasn't that, you know, just because he was struggling to score, but I just felt that Russ was at his best uh, when it came to passing. And, you know, he had some nice times this season and, and, uh, you know, if Russ could back off the scoring a little bit and be a passer and battle for the boards and just be a facilitator, that uh, he would be much better for us, in my opinion. But I think that ultimately we learned this past season that that's just not who Russ is. And uh, Russ wants to dominate the ball. He wants to put up shots. He wants to be aggressive on the, you know, he wants to be aggressive to the basket. And if we're going to get that Russ again with 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 minimal defense then no i don't i don't think we can win a championship with him but if he sacrifices like darvin ham said especially on defense then then yes we possibly can win with him you know assuming that we're firing on all cylinders as an organization Mm -hmm. Uh, i think we need players that can space the floor uh for russ to be effective buddy healds malik monks those kind of guys um but i think if he's if he's playing hard uh, defense, if he is, um, you know, being smart with his ball handling and not turning the ball over so much, I think we can win. If, if it's the same Russ as last season, we don't have a chance. Well, why can't LeBron defer? Why, why does he have to have the ball all the time? That, that was a huge problem this year. Because LeBron is 47 years old. That's the thing, though, that when yeah, they Russ, brought Russ here, the whole point was that Russ was going to handle the ball when LeBron yeah, or LeBron, AD were taking tequila nights. Come on, man. LeBron, and LeBron didn't let him do that. LeBron's still a diva, and he wants to have the ball all the time. But there was a lot of games where LeBron was not even playing, and Russ still Russ was played better right. without LeBron. And Russ played better without LeBron and AD on the floor at the same time. He played better with one or the other, but not with both. Mm, well, no. define better. He he put up better numbers. Well, he was. Did he really force, play better? He wasn't trying to force feed Davis. He wasn't trying to force feed you know LeBron. He was just going in there playing. Well, we have to remember too. They didn't really play a lot of games together last. If he's season. able to open up his passing and stuff like that. His scoring is going to come because they're going to think the other way, right? So he'll it'll open up lanes for him to score. But at the same time, LeBron's got to defer to and let him bring the ball up and stuff like that and i think vogel just said okay well lebron you do whatever the you want and but the thing is 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 that they didn't really play a lot together and the the times that russ did have the ball in his hands and you know was running the offense like those were pretty bad games i mean he had a couple nice games but for the most part they weren't great you know the one thing i am worried about i'm not worried about russ turning around worried about 
So you got Darvin Ham still there, and there was all those rumors about him and Russ not getting along as far as Ham wanting to, him to, you know, showing him Russ like, hey, you need to do this or maybe work on this, and Russ wasn't having it. That's the thing where it's like, is Russ' yeah. attitude going to be the problem? Yeah, I agree. And that, I said that. The, it's not you know, a play. I think I said that after the after the press conference. I was like, you know, what is Frank Vogel going to say? And or I'm sorry, what is Darvin Ham going to say different than you know what Frank Vogel said? Because they're essentially coming in with the same system. So what exactly is Darvin Ham going to do that's different than what Frank Vogel was doing? So uh, it will be interesting to see. I mean, I, I don't know, but you know that's going to be a big thing. Like it, it I think it's the attitude. It's not his skill set. It's going to be the attitude if he's going to want to do what they want him to do yeah so i so in 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 wrapping up my argument there anthony i think that the lakers can win a championship if russ truly does sacrifice in a couple different ways if if it's the same russ i I don't think we can win but you're up now you know according to ham right you know ham was reported last week right that he talked with russ and he challenged russ about doing some things differently, especially on the defensive end. And he's and Ham, Darvin Ham said that, you know, Russ has told him that he accepts the challenge and he's going to, yeah. you know, work to, to do things different, play a different type of game on defense. They talked about having him in screen and rolls where he would be the setter instead of have the ball in his hands. And then they've talked about using him in the post. So, you know, do you think that those are ways that will, help improve his game if he's on the block or setting the pick and rolling or cutting as opposed to being the facilitator? I, I think so because, you know, Russ is a six, four, you know, monster, you know, yeah. he, he's got the bulk. He's got the aggression. Like he could set picks. He could roll. He could be on the block posting up. But the problem with posting up is that you have to actually have kind of like a mid range game to do that. And I don't think Russ really has that, but he might have some good footwork to maybe get to the bucket, get to the basket and make some shots. Um, I think but he could rise great... up. He's athletic enough to rise up. And oh, make yeah, of course. Footer. I think that's a great that's a great um, look for them to explore with Russ uh, for sure. I think that's a that's a good move. I think that could work. Um, so, yeah. I agree with you. He does have to. Obviously, he's got to buy in on the defensive end. And we talked about this a lot last year. You know, I told you know I I told you guys the thing because I love Russ and you guys know I love Russ. The thing that disappointed me so much last year wasn't the play, like it wasn't the the actual stats and numbers. It was his his attitude, like after every game, right? His just his demeanor, his attitude, his responses, his you know like I don't care, you know all these different things. That was what disappointed me the most. I can live with the play because I know what I know what what Russ is capable of doing. I know the good and the bad, but the attitude was so disappointing last year when we were losing and you know he just did didn't seem to really buy in to everything, the good and the bad. Yeah, very very dejected for sure. Um, yeah. What do you think Billy as far as his uh, attitude and his approach on last season? No, well, like I said, I, I I think we can win with him, but he he does have to you know, defensively, I've seen him play better defense. I don't know. Something about last year, like, something didn't click for him. Like, I, I, it was a different Russ. I've never seen him like that. It, it's – I don't know. I can't really explain it from, you know, my point of view, but it, it just wasn't him. It was a completely different Russ. Like I said, I was excited. I was like, oh, yeah, we got Russ. We got his heart and all that stuff. And Yeah. Just – well, we we were all excited about that. Air, like I don't know, like not getting on with the coaching staff was 
Well, they, I, I just, I don't so, know. So, so just a quick question, Billy, just, just to kind of summarize this. You think that if Russ comes back the same way he did last season, we could win a championship? No, 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 no. He'd have oh. to be like second half of the season Wizards Russ. Where he turned it on. He was having a triple-double. That's the Russ we need. He was aggressive and his heart was in it and he was just all in. But if we don't have that Russ or if he does not feel in it, then he definitely should try to move on from him, which is going to be very hard to do. Well, I, I think I think that, yeah, obviously he's got to play better statistically, but I think Kobe's right. He has to buy into a different mentality, not necessarily change his game completely, but he has to buy into the fact that, because like you said, Billy, it was really hard for him last year to find his role, to find a way to fit in with the team and the system and the coaching staff. Yeah. But if he's willing to buy in with whole new philosophy, whole new coaching staff, whole new you know system, and, and just make those adjustments. Not, I don't even want to say compromise, just adjust, right? I don't think you have to be a different player and, and compromise what you're good at. Just adjust to what the coaching staff is asking you to do. And I think even if the stats are the same, because even if he averages 18, 7, and 7, if he's doing what the coaching staff is asking him to do and he's playing defense, it's going to be the outcome is going to be totally different, right? Yeah, I mean, here's the other thing about adjustments, like just as a human being, you know, I think that people make adjustments when they don't feel threatened and when they don't feel like, you know, they have flaws in their in their game or their life or their or their work or whatever. But it's harder for them to make adjustments when they've kind of been doubted or kind of been like the scapegoat or, you know, they've, you know, Russ came into the league at UCLA. What, what was he averaging like? eight points a game or something or 10 points a game. He wasn't like really the biggest prospect. He, no, he was the backup on that team. He was the right. backup point guard. So, so guys like that, they have something to prove, you know, they yeah. have, they have, they come in, they come into the league or they come into their profession with like, I'm going to go gung ho. I'm going to come in like, you know, with, with, I don't care what nobody says. I'm going to do what I want to do, you know? And, you know, Russ had great success in the first four five, six, seven years of his career, you know? Um, so I think that, you know, when, when you try to tell somebody to, you know, sacrifice, you know, that's come into the league or come into their profession in that, at that, from that angle, it's a little bit harder because all, all the, the, the only way they've even gotten to where they're at is by, you know, pushing through that. So when you're trying to tell a guy like Russ to say, Hey, this year, we need you to sacrifice. We need you to back up a little bit. We need you to, you know, do this or that he might not want to do that. And that's just maybe in his nature by virtue of who he is, you know? So um, I don't know. That's just my thought process. Yeah. And you're right. You know, when Bosch did it in Miami, I, I think you, yeah. almost, you, you almost took I it for thought granted. about that too. That, that specific example I thought about, cause I was like, you know what? Bosch was an all-star in Toronto. He was, you know, huge and 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 you know obviously he went to miami with lebron and wade and it was just like you know what i don't need to be this huge guy i can back up i can do my own thing no one's gonna think less of me and he got what three times two three titles out of it you know yeah, so but but you're right but that's hard to do like you said he was secure enough to be able to be like correct he, he went from 25 and 12 to like 18 and 8 that's a yeah. huge difference. He was secure enough. Exactly. You're right. He, he was secure, uh, you know, in himself and as, as a player and as a man to be like, you know what? I'm down to sacrifice. And I'm not saying that, you know, Russ is less of a man because of that. But you know what? 
Russ is a smaller guy. Chris Bosh was 6'11", you know, seven foot tall and, you know, had great success and, yeah. you know, was ready to win some rings. And maybe Russ is more on the, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a smaller, you know, six, three kind of guy like Steph, you know, and I want to prove myself. I want to prove my worth. I want to, you know, fight through these barriers and say, you know what, screw it. I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm, I, I'm not going to be held back. Yeah, but you're right too that if see if Russ can can contribute a little bit on the defensive end, that makes a big difference too because that way you still have a little bit of that confidence and that edge because you're contributing on the defensive end as well because mm-hmm. see Bosch was able to be a huge factor on the defensive end. So it wasn't like he was just, you know, a chump out there giving you only 18 points. He was able to be such a factor on the defensive end that he still had, you know, such high value and importance not just to the team, but I think like to yourself, right? That, that mentality of knowing that I might only score 15 tonight, but I'm going to be a huge difference maker when I'm on the floor. And if Russ can, can just get a little bit of that, that might help too. And the crazy thing is that Russ is still pretty young in NBA standards. I mean, what is he? 33, 34, 33. Yeah. I think he'll be 33. Right. And Russ still looks like a machine. Like he should be like taking pride. Like, and he has that like snare that like, like, like Mm -hmm. beast mode face when like, you know, he just on someone, he should be doing that on the lockup, on the blocks, on like the whole, like if he had that mama mentality on the defensive end, like he wouldn't even need to worry about offense, you know, let these other older guys, you know, the LeBrons and, you know, the whoever yeah. else, AD, and let them all score and let let Russ make it up on the D. And I swear, like, Laker Nation would go nuts for Russ. Yeah. And, and you're right. There's obviously between now and July 1st, there's a lot of rumors, a lot of trade rumors, a lot of different things that are going to get thrown around. And we'll talk a little more specifically next week about uh, mm-hmm. free agency and kind of the targets that the Lakers uh, would be looking at guys we want guys we can actually afford uh, etc uh, but you're right definitely if russ is here you got to have three and d guys that can space the floor and we'll talk in a little more detail about that next week but um i wanted to uh get into our last segment here and just kind of recap the finals and you know the 22 2022 nba season as a whole that you know culminated last week with golden state's championship and just touch a little bit on the draft this week as we head into free agency so kobe i'll i'll let you take the floor why am i taking the floor well aren't you aren't you uh, all gung-ho to talk about your your golden state warriors prediction <laughs> you and stephen a smith <laughs> that's right me, me and stephen a were on another pedestal you know today <laughs> Uh, well, Stephen A. Stephen A. was on a pedestal a couple days ago, but uh, you know it's funny because uh, Anthony, I saw that you know you put on the agenda, quote unquote, quick recap of the NBA Finals. I like that. I like that. And uh, how, how how you leave off the fact that the Warriors won in six? Come on, come on. You got to give me my credit here. Well, what uh, I was going to say was a quick recap of the Celtics losing in the NBA Finals. <laughs> Well, yeah, that that may, yeah, maybe that would have been appropriate, but I, I just don't think I think you just didn't want to give me my flowers, but that's okay, whatever, you know, small fish. Uh, but uh, don't you go try and sweep this topic under the rug and try to make this a quick segment. You just be glad, Anthony, that this is an audio pod and not a video pod, please, because if you can see my uh, I told you so face right now, you would be disgusted. Trust me. So well, look, my- we're, we're all happy that the Celtics lost. 
Yeah, I know, I know. But but you're kind of like happy, but you're also sad because I called it exactly how it was. So, uh, but but don't don't worry. I'm gonna get into that because see, Anthony was worried about the Celtics. Yes, I thought it would go seven until he wasn't anymore. <clears throat> All this, the Warriors struggle with size and length. And the Celtics make me nervous and yada, yada, yada. Yes, thank goodness they fell apart. Meanwhile, I'm over here calling it exactly how it unfolded. Warriors in six. No hindsight or 2020 vision needed. Right? Yeah. Did you wear contacts? I got all of my receipts. Got them all. Kept them all. Got them all on my phone, got them all in my back pocket. Dating all the way back to August of 2021. Oh my. Want- when you picked them to win the NBA championship? I'm sorry, Bill, I don't remember that episode. Kobe. You, you wanted to know who we felt was the biggest threat to the Lakers. And I said, the Warriors. Warriors plow their way through the West. And everyone starts jumping on my bandwagon, right? Your bandwagon. My bandwagon, yeah. <laughs> like, like literally nobody was on my bandwagon until like halfway through the season. And people were like, I don't know, the Warriors here, they come. No one, no one jumped on your bandwagon. Stephen A. included. Then they get to the playoffs. Stephen A. jumped on his bandwagon, Billy. Yeah. Then they get to the <laughs> Yes, yes. Stephen A. You better let Stephen A. know. I'm gonna tag him. I'm gonna tag him. I'm gonna tag him. He did jump on my bandwagon because he did like the Warriors prior to the season starting too, and that's okay, but we're gonna get to this part later. <laughs> then they get to the playoffs with one of the best offenses and defenses in the league. And now everyone is really on the bandwagon, and every team in the West playoffs is in trouble. Are you gonna be a Cowboys fan? Or a hater now, too? They cakewalk through the West. Denver in five. Memphis in six, which was Anthony's team right there. Oh, I should, I, they, they better be more afraid of Memphis than uh, Well, anybody. Memphis is the only one that made him sweat. Luckily, Denver John Morant five. got hurt. Memphis in six. Dallas in five. Your boy Luca in there. Yeah, I know. Of course they cakewalk. Look at the teams you just mentioned. They make it to the finals. And I easily predicted to be over in six games for the very exact same reason that played out. Warriors were too experienced. Like Stephen A. Oh, my God. Had too much depth. And you can probably even argue that they were a little bit more rested. Warriors in six. Everybody is vindicated. Steph gets his MVP. Didn't even care. He was like, you know. Let's talk about the Warriors winning their fourth championship as a group. Clay came back off of, you know, career-type ending injuries. It was just a beautiful moment for everyone. Andrew Wiggins coming from Minnesota, written off. Nobody cared about him. He was supposed to be a trade piece. Won the championship. I think he's still lit right now. Shout out Andrew Wiggins. He might be. Number one pick, making $37 million a year. Don't feel sorry for him. <laughs> yeah. So so at the end of the day, uh, you know, it happened exactly how I said it would. And I'm excited. I'm happy. That's why you've seen, all, you know, 
uh, all the posts that I've been relaying to our administrator for the Matter of Stats podcast Instagram page to make sure that you keep posting uh, as many, uh, you know, Warriors posts that you can because, you know, that's getting the likes, the follows, the views. Thank you guys, everyone, for your uh, support. And uh, that's what it is. Yeah, I know you and your boy Fake Clay out there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm running, not, running amok. You got, yeah, we're going crazy right now. We're going crazy on the ID. Yeah, oh yeah, over there too. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'm excited. I'm I'm happy again. Like I, I'm glad that it wasn't the Celtics. Obviously, not only was it not the Celtics, but it was the Warriors. It was Warriors and six, and it was Warriors and six in exactly how I thought it was going to go down. So you're yeah. more happy about. You said it was in six. Don't even start about, oh, I'm happy. They no, no, me, 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 me and uh, Om Young Masip from ESPN. You guys don't know that guy, but me and him, we were the only ones that called it, you know? I know, so, I know who he is. Can you, can, you, he is. can you spell his name? Om, O-H-M, <laughs> Young, Y-O-N-G-M-I-S-U-K. Om Young Masip. I think I got that right. Uh, <laughs> if I got it right, he has uh, to come on the pod and talk to us. We got we to gotta talk to this guy. Uh, but yeah, well, I, yeah, we called it. So who else? Well, well, good for you. Congratulations that you called it. Um, <laughs> it was obviously a, a very unpredictable season. No, you know. Oh, yes, it was. The you know, the, the season. Of course, it was. Season. I mean, I thought I thought you were about to say the finals. Like, no, wait, I'm saying it was what? a very unpredictable season, and the playoffs. You know, had all kinds of ups and downs, lots of injuries. You know, I don't think anybody thought at the start of the playoffs that. Uh, it would be Warriors and Celtics. Uh, I'm sure, you know, the, the Suns were heavy favorites. You know, the Nets and the Bucks obviously were, you know, heavy favorites out of the East. But I thought it was interesting that, you know, Steph said, you know, spoke the truth, right? And even Steve Kerr spoke the truth, you know. He said, you know, when, you've, when, when, you, when, you, when you have stars and you have, you know, other guys that are willing to buy in, you know, good things can happen. And, Steph said, we took advantage of our opportunity. Nobody thought we would, we would be here. You know, who knew, who knew if we were, we were going to get back to this point. You know, we had two bad years. Me. They had the worst record in the league two years ago. And, oh yeah. Cause two years ago when they were the worst team in the league, you said, you know, in, in 2022, they're going to win the NBA championship. Well, no, I, I didn't predict it then, but I, <laughs> I, I, I called it this year. <clears throat> no, but my point is, is Steph was being honest being like, look, we took advantage of the opportunity that was, given to us and, of course and, and they did and they did and even Jalen Brown even your boy Jalen Brown you know was was truthful because we know you want to make it seem like there was some sneaky little no that the Warriors got that's no, the way you I'm, do it why do you I'm do that saying, no do you I'm do that? giving you why the truth I'm giving you, you the why truth from the player's mouth straight from the player's mouth Jalen Brown said mouth but Jalen Brown even said you're trying to let we let our immature of us which is which is 100 true the celtics were just immature making mistakes we know young teams never win championships but the celtics showed us oh my god the we mistakes know they young made. teams never win you, you you just said that you no, just come told on. me you we thought, know that you no, well, thought we know. that the celtics were gonna win you were scared i did celtics. not say I, no point that i ever say the celtics were gonna win i thought it was gonna go seven and i was worried well i told you what did i tell you when it started I please, Golden State, do not blow this. Do no, not no, screw this no, up. No, no, no. 
every time the Golden State Warriors were winning, you were quiet as a mouse on the text group. As soon as the Celtics came back, you were like, "I, you see, I told you." They're yes, because blah, blah, blah. I, I was paranoid. And, and, I didn't and you want were them to waiting. Blow it. You were waiting for the Celtics, and this is bad because no, you're a Laker fan. You I were was waiting for the Celtics to win, so that, that the you could try to tell us. This is what I was talking about. Stop yes, it. because they made me it. all kinds of nervous. Billy, get him. Uh, you guys, you guys are messing with my mind right. Now. Messing <laughs> with his mind right now. Uh, I'm just saying, Anthony, Look, you, you want to play the fence. That, That's the problem. That you want to play the fence. You want to play no, the fence. No, I'm giving you the you facts, are, baby. So I'm giving you the facts. Is with Anthony is he always has an excuse. Yes. Why a team wins the finals unless it's the Lakers. I if was the Lakers every team. Every team that's won a championship has has the same core foundations. They have experience. They have stars. And you get a little lucky here and there. You know, you get a matchup or a break or something goes no. your way. In any team in any sport, something has to go your way at some point to win. That's how you win because it's hard to win a championship. But the thing is, is that when I called the Warriors in six at the beginning of the NBA finals, I was sticking with that no matter what. And you even asked me after it was 1-1. You're like, you still got the Warriors in six? I'm like, I sure do. I'm sticking with it. And that's that. You would have been like, well, I don't know. I'm going to play the fence, blah, 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 blah. And you would have just picked whichever way it went for you. You would have just picked that way. And to me, it was like I was ready to be like uh, Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump when he was like, well, I was wrong about the shrimp. You know, like, fuck, like, I would have just admitted it. But you want to sit here and be like, well, no, I knew this was going to happen that way. And that was I had him in No, I'm glad. I'm glad that they proved me wrong. I didn't think that they were good enough to win a championship this year because I didn't think they I didn't think they'd make the finals because I thought they would lose to us or Phoenix. But that didn't happen. They didn't have to I didn't, obviously play I didn't us get that Phoenix. vibe from you going into the finals. I felt you thought the Celtics were going to beat the Warriors. That's the way I felt. I like was now, a, now no, you're trying I was to make it worried. sound like because the Warriors. No, I was worried because like you weren't worried. So no, which I was, of course I was worried. Of course I was worried because I I want the Celtics to lose no matter what. I don't care by hook or crook, just find a way to lose. So when there's all that kind of pressure on a team that isn't my own team, I'm going to be even more worried. Well, I I didn't hear you uh, talk about ah those Boston fans can go screw themselves until it was like definitively over. Because before yes, that, yes, because I, I wasn't about to yeah, jinx anything. That, I was not about to jinx anything. Yeah, you, you are right that, about you that. You were like, I don't know, they scare me. Can I just get one thing, one, one thing cleared from you T- tonight on this pod right now? It's uh, eight twenty four. Oh my God, this is a moment for me, Kobe. Eight twenty four p.m. on June twenty first. Can can I just have you admit? You were wrong on this series, and I was right. Can you do that? On the series? No, yeah. I'm not wrong on this. Oh, I on was wrong. Finals? No, I, I was wrong. I, I told you earlier in the season, I didn't think the Warriors were going to were, were good enough to win a championship this year because I didn't think they were going to get to the Western Cup. I didn't think they were going to get to the NBA Finals because I thought they would lose to us or Phoenix. I didn't think they were better than us or Phoenix. So I was wrong about that, yes. But I, I, never, I never said they were going to lose to the Celtics in the NBA Finals. I said, please – don't screw this up. Please find a way to beat the Celtics. I was paranoid because my my worst fear was like, man, these guys are going to choke, and the Celtics are going to get they're going to get a championship, and they're going to get number eighteen, and man, that's gonna that's gonna just ruin everything. Okay, it's now eight twenty five p.m. So hopefully you didn't jinx us for the next season. So thank you for doing that for us. So I I I, I will be I will be upfront and uh, tell you like, yes, I didn't think they were going to win a championship. They proved me wrong, but 
I didn't, I never said they were not going to beat the Celtics. I was just not going to jinx it. I was not going to, was not going to give you any kind the, of, uh, I think the text that you sent us earlier in the year, like probably like October, November, they'll never win a championship again. I think that's what you said to us, right? No, well, I, I, I was on record. I told you I was on record. The Warriors that I didn't, I didn't will think... never win a championship again. I don't think I said that. What I, but I was on record of saying I didn't think they were good enough to win a championship this year because I didn't think they were better than us or Phoenix. Okay. Maybe that's the one. But, yeah. they, but, they, but they proved me wrong. And thankfully, they were able to beat the Celtics. So mm-hmm. I wasn't about to jinx that. To your convenience. So, How about that? Thank goodness. <laughs> thank All goodness. Right. Well, I'm done. My dissertation's over. So anything, anything else you guys got? <laughs> Okay. Well, we just wanted to touch on, you know, the NBA draft, of course, is Thursday. Oh. So we won't get too much into it. Um, yeah, because, you know, I got to go to sleep here in the next 15 minutes here. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to be quick since you went over your budgeted hours on your dissertation there of the NBA <laughs> finals. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it was necessary. So, yeah, the draft is Thursday. The Lakers, of course, don't have a first or second round pick. Now, the expectation is that the Lakers will probably try to buy into the second round. So just teams to keep an eye on in the second round, Orlando, Minnesota, Sacramento, Cleveland, Portland, even Golden State, they all have multiple second round picks. So you might see one of those teams looking to to sell or, 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 or swap, you know, trade a you know, trade a pick, you know, this year's second round pick for a second round pick in another year or something like that. So. You want to keep an eye on that. Those will be opportunities for the Lakers to to buy in. Also, a lot of the guys that the Lakers have been bringing in for the draft workouts are guys that are either projected to be late second round picks or to go undrafted. So the Lakers are clearly, you know, strategizing the right way. And maybe they might not even need to buy a second round pick if you start to get into that second round and a lot of these guys haven't been drafted yet. You know, you, you, the Lakers will be like, well, we'll save the $4 million and we'll be able to sign these guys five minutes after the draft. And we're going to, you'll see, you'll see them bring on three or four names out of the blue. 60 minutes. That's the longest we've ever gone. Anthony. This guy's argued for 30 of them. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to cut out all Anthony's parts. Don't worry. I'm going to be in there. I didn't, you need to clean up your dissertation. That's what you need to clean up. I'm there. I'm ready. All right. Well, like I said, next week we'll get more into free agency and kind of what the Lakers can and can't do. Um, But that about wraps it up for this week of another exciting edition of the Matter Stats podcast. As always, we thank you for listening. Please find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. And Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you back here next week on the Matter Stats podcast. And shout out to the IG. We're getting hundreds of likes, thousands of likes a day. Fake clay. <laughs> <laughs>